Welcome to the award-winning Disrupt Education podcast, a podcast that explores the latest innovations and trends in the world of education. I'm your host, Peter Hostrosser, along with Allie Privet. We're both educators. Okay, one of us is a former educator, and we were tired of the status quo and wanted to create a space where we could have conversations that aren't always in the public eye. Join us as we talk to other disruptors, educators, researchers, and thought leaders who are pushing the boundaries and challenging the way we were taught. We're thrilled you're here to be part of a not-so-underground movement to disrupt and amplify the good pieces in education. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, or a lifelong learner, there's a story for everyone on Disrupt Education. We're here each week to bring you stories from all over the globe of people doing education differently. Buckle your seatbelt, get on the disruptor plane as we climb to altitude before letting this episode free fall straight to your ears. Hey, it's Peter Hostrauser here. And hey, I want to tell you something about how I am actually disrupting education. Yeah, I'm moving forward with portfolios on spikeview.com. If you head over to spikeview.com, Basically, what we're teaching our students to do is actually to create a skills-based portfolio around their interests, through their passions, and what they're good at. It's called the strength-based approach. So basically, what we do is we build up our students and have them understand what they're good at and what they're interested in by the time they leave our high school. But it doesn't stop there. It's a K through gray. So if you want your students to continue to build their strengths in this day and age where resumes are dying and to show more and more about who they are, what they do, and they actually control all the data behind it, guess what? SpikeView is the place for you. Head over to spikeview.com, check it out. Let me know if you need anything because I tell you what, I have used this with my own family and my students. Check out spikeview.com today. Welcome back to the Disrupt Education Podcast. Allie Privet. Hey, I'm Peter Hostrasser, but Allie, how are you doing? I am well on this, at the time of this recording, summer morning. Um, we're in what I call the sunshine season. Uh, and it's the longest, you know, days of the year. Well, it'll still be summer when this comes out. Yeah. Maybe late summer but um you know from so i i know i've mentioned this on the podcast before but right i'm from minnesota i'm i live above the 45th parallel and that means that in the summertime we get a lot of sunshine um even more than in chicago and mm -hmm. uh in that and it's interesting because i i lived in st louis missouri for a long time but going back to the north and that you know the it's still light out almost at 10 o'clock at night. It's incredible. You don't even realize like how rejuvenating that is. So whenever this comes out, you know, I hope one, I hope it's sunny and two, go outside, be in the sunshine. These six months of the year are the absolute best. <laughs> or, or just go to up to Iceland, you know, and you can get <laughs> I, it's amazing. I've been there. It's, oh, see, that's on my list. Yeah. That's totally on my list. And um, do it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited about this podcast. Uh, very excited. This is a previous guest. We have Malcolm Crawford with us today. Hi, Malcolm. Hello. How are you, How doing, you guys buddy? doing? What's up? What's up? 
<laughs> um, it has been, I would say, first season. As a matter of fact, when you were on before, this wasn't even a podcast. This was still just straight up YouTube channel. Um, and uh, early, early on, I would say in the, I think it was 50 or 52 or somewhere around there. Um, yeah, it was early. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome back. Um, this is one of back. the things I absolutely love about being an educator with all this technology and this access is to watch previous students and then become a student of them. Right. So uh, <laughs> to me, that's uh, that's amazing. You were uh, uh, well, we'll go back into that podcast, um, but give everybody a quick introduction of uh, who you are and, uh, you know, what you're all about these days. Okay, my name is Malcolm Crawford. I am a content creator. I do a lot of podcasting and I make a lot of anime content on TikTok. Um, it's awesome. Like the content creation game has been very fun for me. I had a blast doing it. And my podcast has always been at the forefront of that with my two co-hosts, my best friend since fourth grade and my youngest brother. So it's been it's been a really cool journey. Things are looking up and I am enjoying it a lot. So I'm going to jump in um, first off. So if you go back and I'm going to put this link in the notes uh, to the last our last podcast years ago. Right. Um, yes, you are older and you have cooler <laughs> cameras and headphones now and such. Um, but um, so last time we talked, uh, you were going into the sophomore year of your uh, post-secondary uh, opportunities. You were yes. at the moment leaving Triton College, which is our local community college here around uh, Chicago. And um, you were look, you were, I'm sorry, you were leaving SIU going yeah, to Triton yeah. College. Sorry about that. Um, and then planning on getting one year there and then going to UIC, which is uh, University of Illinois in Chicago. Um, and I believe there was a business uh, um, degree somewhere in there that you were talking about. Yeah. What happened, Malcolm? Tell me, man. Tell us your journey. <laughs> okay. So that was the game plan. However, that wasn't all the way my game plan, if that makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yes, that is what I was doing, and that's what I wanted to do to an extent, but more so just to kind of appease the other people in my life, you know, because I have never been super keen on school. That's never really been my thing, and I mm -hmm. absolutely hated SIU. Um, that was not for me at all. <laughs> like, that was one of the worst experiences of my life. Um, and then I was going to Triton and the game plan was to go to Triton and then go to UIC. Um, after one year at Triton, I needed to go back for another year at Triton. I already didn't want to go. And I asked one of my friends when the registration date was because I was procrastinating because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. He told me the date, but he accidentally told me the wrong date. So I missed registration which was awesome because <laughs> I didn't want to go anyway. And I was like, oh, well, like I miss registration. There's nothing I could do. And then from that point on, I just put my full focus into uh, just doing what I could do on my podcast and spending all my extra time there. I already had a job. So I was working my job and doing the podcast simultaneously. And it ended up being much better for me in the long run. That. There's so many questions one could ask there with the journey. So I want to, I want to, the, the part that you said where you were like, 
it wasn't my journey. I I can resonate with that. And I, I am certain a lot of our listeners can resonate with that. And being a young person, you feel a lot of pressure from people who've been in your life and, and whether or not you know it, what you've been told, you know, by society or like measures of success um, that kind of get amplified more than, than other routes, right? Go to college, get a job, live a traditional life is pretty standard. You know, it, no one here would be shocked and odd if I said, you should do that. Um, and I know that I, I've had to let go of even when I was in college, um, you know, I, I was to go to college and play volleyball and got a scholarship to play volleyball in college. And I then didn't do that. Right. Like right. a lot of, I, a lot of friends and particularly my parents were not happy with that, that choice. Um, you know, because they felt like they had invested so much in, in that journey. So I'm curious when, you, you said like, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy school. And then you disliked your college experience. Was there a sense or when was there a sense that you had a different path? Um, and like, what, how was that process of releasing, you know, people's expectations um, to then go in your route? How did that kind of like walk us through a little bit about like your journey there? It was difficult in that sense of not doing that because when I wasn't going to school anymore, all of the people around me were very supportive of that. But to an extent, you can still still kind of feel the aspect of like, I support you in your decision, but like, I do kind of wish that you would have gone to school, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, so I always did feel supported. And while nobody like obviously said it to me you just kind of know from expectations especially of knowing these people for a long time like obviously my mother I've known her for forever uh, my girlfriend who at that time we had been dating uh, probably like three years we've been together like seven now um my girlfriend's parents and everybody's always super supportive but you know it I can feel the asterisks of yes I'm glad you're doing this because making you happy but like, I hope this actually ends up making you happy in the long run. And once I was kind of able to just realize that I am unhappy doing that, I have to do this this way, or I am not going to be able to enjoy the, the later points in my life. Like I could make them happy right here and get that short term happiness, or I could go through the hard parts and get that long term happiness in the long run, because it was tough. Like it was very, very tough. I went through a stage of depression during that time because it's not easy going off of the path that you've been told to go down your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like that's just what classic America school systems teach you is go to school, go to college, get a job, marriage, this, this, and that. So when you don't do that, it's like, wow, I feel like I am on a divergent path on my own like it's really tough but it i'm glad that i went down that path now but it's definitely it's definitely a hard decision to make I, yeah that that path is kind of where i want to keep going um you know it is the first one to kind of break through things and do things differently no matter who you are and where you are in your life is gonna you're gonna hit the wall and then you have to figure out how to go through that wall and then you got to hit another one and then hit another one I feel like in in standardized academic life, those walls 
are expected, you know where they're coming from, you know, you know, you have a lot of different sort of standardized support there. Um, but when you're an entrepreneur and going off on your own, um, the beliefs, especially of people close to you, start to wane, right? Especially when yeah. you get you hit those walls. Um, and so I wanted to ask you uh kind of a, a two-part question. I mean, the first question are was, you know. Um, you know, how did you, what did you learn from the time? Cause you were the storm, you, you had that podcast going. It was when I saw it, I was like, okay, he, it looks like he's experimenting. He's got like some different, and you were kind of all over. I don't think you were all in on, um, anime. You were talking yeah, about the creating time. some music events and, and working with uh, musicians and stuff, which you may still do. So talk about what you've learned in that uh, hitting those walls, um, not only about yourself, but about the industry that you're in. And then secondly, when was the time when, or maybe it hasn't happened yet, um, when those close to you, family members or whatever, are like, okay, this is it. Um, I'm just going to preface that with a guy named Isaac Palmer, who's an amazing uh, young DJ, um, and his dad and, and his parents uh, were kind of like questioning here and there every once in a while. Um, and it was when he started to make money, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go back into, okay, hitting those walls. Um, what did you learn from and, you know, from maybe pivoting? Um, and then, yeah, what? when did people start believing in you? There was definitely a lot of learning that went into it. And luckily, I am, I honestly cannot say how grateful I am for my team that has been able to, power through those walls with me because my team right now is not the same team that mm -hmm. I started with except for one of my co-hosts uh his name is Chris Chris he goes by C2 mm -hmm. and um he's been with me the whole time but we've had team members come and go and not just they haven't gone just because of the issues of you know trying to learn but also just because life gets in the way you know like mm -hmm. people have jobs people have girlfriends people have school so sometimes things just don't work out but when it comes to those walls you really just have to try to take everything in and analyze what you have. Because when you hit the walls, it's when you hit the same wall for the second time and you're like, okay, I'm clearly doing something wrong. I need to figure out what's going on. Because for a long time, that's what, that's what I believed. It was like, well, just put your head down, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I've done this too many times. What, what is working? What is not working? Let's start molding these things together and figuring out what the actual path is. And once you get that, that's when the quote unquote success started to come. Mm -hmm. And I think the time when people really started to believe and like understand was kind of when the money started coming in a little bit. It was a long period of time where um, my mom pays the phone bill, right? And she always asked me for the money for the phone bill. And I just did not have it. Like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have it. When I was able to pay the phone bill and like, oh, yeah, like, I think I paid it early. It was like, oh, okay. Like, wait, he's actually making money off of this. Things are kind of working a little bit. Same for my girlfriend when I'm able to actually just contribute more in that sense of, you know, take her out to a nice place or, you know, go do things like that. Obviously, she's happy when we don't have that. <laughs> but being able to do that is like, oh, this is actually starting to to work a little bit things are starting to work and then it's just like 
when people walk up to me in public, I think that was like a big thing for my girlfriend when that happened for the first time. It actually happened yesterday too. Um, when people walk up and they're like, hey, like, I know you from TikTok. Hey, can we take a picture or whatever? And it's like, oh, wow, this is actually like a real thing. So when other people in your life can kind of get those tangibles, I think it makes it a lot easier for them to buy in, you know? It's so, there's so many parts of uh, this journey, like entrepreneurial journey and, and choosing that, that we talk so much about on the podcast. Uh, and some of our most successful guests have had very non-traditional routes um, and success in the terms of, you know, uh, I would say what society says success, like, you know, big um, businesses and, and successful um uh, careers, but not necessarily done, you know, the traditional route, which is what, uh, you have chosen to do. So when, uh, you, I want to go, I want to go back a little bit to see if you can kind of remember, like when you were in school, um, did you hear, you know, some of your peers or, um, anybody kind of encourage you know go out and 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 do uh you know run your own business or 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 try to make it your own way um or you know is that something you just were like i'm gonna grind it out um and and just thinking about your school journey like what messages do you remember hearing and um because that's one of the things that we try and 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 get to here on the podcast is like what can the educational system do to help, you know, people create and, and, and build at whatever way they want. Um, and so trying to uncover maybe missed opportunities there or things that maybe would have helped um, when you were in high school and even in that early college days uh, when you're going through your journey. I think one of the things that I heard most from like people close to me was you can do both. So while I was saying, like, I don't want to go and do the school, people were like, you should do the school, get a job, work on your stuff in the background. And then when that takes off, you can stop doing the other things. So you always do a safe, have a safety net. While I do think that that is really good advice for a lot of people, that's wasn't exactly the path that I needed to go down. That's not really what would have worked for me one i'm not good at multitasking i can switch between multiple tasks fast but i cannot do multiple things at the same time it just doesn't work well for me and also i was just having such a bad time in school like i was just not enjoying it so much that was literally just holding every other aspect of my life back because i would leave school and i would just be thinking about oh my gosh like i have to go back again in the morning like i just would not be able to put my full focus into it so, I, I mean, I heard a lot of that, and I think that is good advice for most people. But for me, that just wasn't it. And I think it's important to kind of know yourself and be able to know if that is the right decision for you or not. Because a lot of people do both. You know, my even my mom did both. My mom has a degree, and she also has a business, and she was able to do both. That just, I, it, it's just not for me. Like, everybody has their own path to go down, and that one wasn't for me. It just it wasn't working. I tried it. It wasn't working. I had to do something new. I like the the action verb do something. Uh, thank you for that. I think that's <laughs> that's something that's a challenge actually sometimes with uh, Gen Z. Um, 
uh, I think it's a challenge with any generation that is a teen. Um, but um, I shouldn't just say Gen Z. I know I was lazy and, well, didn't really want to act because out of fear or whatever. Um, you know, going back to that, that those moments of, all right, you know, I know I have to do this for three, four more years and I have to take these classes, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm not really maybe not interested in or I don't see the 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 you know my path attaching to this. I think that's a that's something that I know Allie and I have seen in classrooms a lot. Um I see it a, a lot more since you know 08 when the crash happened and then a lot of uh, millennials got stuck with huge college bills. A lot more questions are coming out on the value of post-secondary education. I don't want to go there, but what I do want to ask you about is, you know, there's a lot of youth now kind of, I think there's more than before doing what you are doing, seeing the bigger picture and saying, you know what, I just don't really have it in me or don't want to do this right now, yet they're still kind of frozen in doing something, right? Um so kind of wanted to ask, you know, going back into when did you start thinking about podcasting? When did you start knowing that, hey, this is a, something that I'm very interested in, in that moment that you started to try that? I believe it was in high school or maybe even before. Um, you've always been very interested in anime and, and uh, other aspects of music and such. Um what kind of what kind of things did you do on your path to really say, you know, I, I know I know I can try this and see what happens. What 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 brought your confidence level to a point um, where, you know, I'm going to learn through this way, doing something I like to do and act on it. Um, and then what kind of advice would you give somebody who is maybe 15, 16, 17, maybe even a senior or, or somebody who's just graduated, a.k.a. my son, who may not want to go for four years in exile. So, um, yeah, kind of talk about your, like, how did you know that and what, what got you to act and what advice would you give a younger person? So for me specifically, the podcasting itself kind of came on accident. Um, so I've had the storm brand for a while mm -hmm. and I was working with artists managing, um, a couple different rappers and we were throwing shows under the name of the storm and I was kind of looking for ways to expand the Storm brand. So podcasting, I was listening to a podcast called the Joe Budden Podcast at the time. And I was like, oh, wow, this seems like a good way to keep putting hip hop content forward and link that to the Storm name. I think that'll be awesome. So I had got some individuals in the hip hop section together and I was like, OK, cool. We ended up needing another person. I wasn't even supposed to be on it. Like it was just supposed to be under the Storm brand. But we needed another person. I was like, well, this has to move forward. So I jumped in on it. And after a couple episodes, I was like, whoa, this is actually like really fun. I'm really enjoying this. Things are going well. So I, you know, I just stayed on it and it kept moving. And as time goes on, like obviously the podcast has pivoted a lot from where it started. And it's really just been pivoting based off of our interests at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. We were super into the hip hop scene at the time. Um, and then we all watch anime. We were like, why don't we add anime into the podcast? And then that started being cool. And we were just having more and more fun with the anime. It was half hip hop, half anime. The anime time just kept creeping up on the hip hop time. So it was just like less and less of the podcast was hip hop. More and more of it was anime because 
it's just it was just more fun for us to talk about and we were like all right well we're just gonna go full anime and we went full anime and anime pop culture like nerd stuff and from then like that's when the numbers really started boosting because that's when i don't people were just locked in more on that clearly we were having more fun just doing that and it just kept moving on from there so i would say just try a bunch of stuff like i got into podcasting just by trying it that wasn't even the plan it wasn't like i can't wait to make my own podcast and be in front of a mic it was like well we need somebody i'll do it why not you know i who better than me i'll do it i'll tag in i did it and i was like whoa this is super fun talking with my friends people are enjoying it and it, it was just cool it was i'm very glad that i kind of fell into podcasting but after falling into it i fell in love with it and now it's my favorite thing to do this idea of of trying stuff and and peter you kind of getting at this idea of not being frozen it's very easy to be kind of a consumer and i like that you you know call yourself a creator and building something you know and and creating putting stuff out into the world and it can be very challenging as a young person. I, I've seen it, you know, all the time to kind of get off of the device from a consume, consume uh, version and then put yourself out there uh, and create. And for, I would say your lens, it's so, you know, like you didn't care, like it wasn't about like the success of the numbers and it doesn't seem like it was like, you know, just doing it was successful. You didn't put any kind of marker on it that would measure success. So therefore, you know, if it didn't do X, then you failed. And I think that is something for young people to consider that, you know, it, it one, it'd be good if you failed, um, quote unquote. And that failure leads you to, uh, you know, larger versions of success. Cause I, I just, I, what I think you're saying in your story without like wording it this way is that like, if you had, um, you know, when you first started with hip hop and it wasn't, it isn't, you felt this kind of, well, I want to talk about something else, but we have to talk about this or we fail kind of, you wouldn't have ever pivoted and evolved into kind of where you are now. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. So your agility and your kind of flexibility and just ability to kind of create, um, even that has kind of grown. So what, like in your entrepreneurial journey and, um, and with podcasting or with anime or whatever you're doing now, what are some lessons that, you know, you feel like you've learned that you would never have gotten in school? Some of the biggest lessons I think I've learned is that failing is okay and it's helpful. In school, failing is the last thing you want to do. You don't want to fail. If you fail, you have failed. In the entrepreneurship world, if you failed, you, you learn a lot more from failing than from doing things right. Because when you do stuff right, it is possible to, you know, get that data and like, okay, what went right? What do I do? When you fail, it's a lot easier to see where do where I need to pivot. Because when things are going right, you don't even know that you need to pivot. You're like, oh, well, it's working. Like, I'll, I'll just keep doing this. When you fail, it's like, oh, maybe this wasn't working as well as it should have been. Even with the point earlier with um, moving the anime into the podcast, my co-host, I wish I would have listened to him. 
my co-host suggested that probably six months before we did it. He was like, hey, um, maybe we should just go full anime. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea. But, you know, there are people who still want to hear the hip hop from us. And, you know, it's still kind of cool. I wish I would have been like, yeah, let you know what? Let's do it. And from that point, I learned, like, once we pivoted and everything started going better, we started having more fun. The listeners could hear we were having more fun. So then we got more and more listeners. Now I'm like, he, he gave a suggestion last week. And I was like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> well, let's try it, you know, because you got to be able to learn from those mistakes. I wish I would have listened to him. So I think the failing is like, wow, I made that mistake. But now I know. This is what we have to do now. There was a huge, a huge setback for us in the podcast with one of our co-hosts. Um, he ended up leaving the podcast and, you know, he gave us a ton of feedback on the leaving. And that changed the entire trajectory of the podcast. So, yes, we definitely failed in that aspect. And then it's like, oh, OK, now we know what we did wrong. Yes, we wish we would have been doing this before. But this has helped us so much in the long run. In school, you're not supposed to fail. <laughs> That's just, you are not supposed to do so. Even in a traditional job, you're not supposed to fail. In traditional life, like when you fail, bad things happen. And it's like, oh no, like this is the end of the world. I'm going to get fired. Nobody can fire me. The listeners might stop listening, but we can always get more listeners and pivot. So I think that failure is just the biggest thing I've learned from that. Like, I kind of get excited a little bit when you see a failure. Like if I post a TikTok and it's like, oh, man, this did terrible. Like, OK, now I know. Like, let's learn a little bit from this. If we post an episode and it's like I'm looking at the data and there's a dip in viewers in this conversation. It's like, OK, what's wrong? It's like, oh, okay, our energy wasn't really here for this conversation. We Maybe we weren't excited enough about it. My arms were crossed here. My body language was off. Like, okay, I need to make these changes here. So I think that failure is just the best thing in business. Like, it just helps so much. When, um, when I'm hearing your story um, and also going through failure uh, and talking about how you uh, have failed, um, in your entrepreneurial journey, I, I hear a lot of reflection. Um, some is happenstance, right? What if that kid told you the right date at Triton? You know, <laughs> right. like like you go back to these moments, and you're very like just from this conversation, you're very very good at understanding moments in your journey that have made an impact. Um, you know, even like I would have never thought of, you know, crossing your arms, you know, like that is something. But you're very like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you're you're very like um, reflective on that. And then you act on the reflection. Um, I, I don't know if that's a, a learned skill or if that's uh, something that we can teach or we miss in education. That's going to lead into the to basically the last kind of big question here. Is, and I know I've asked you this question back in the day is is it nature is it nurture like if you were to build uh, a like a place an education system a school uh rebuild oak park river forest high school where uh you know we work together um and learn together what would that like look like now to maybe enhance the fact that failure is okay reflection is very important um 
how how would you do that differently? Um, you know, maybe there are parts that are working that worked for you. Um, reflecting back now, um, and a little bit more, a little later on in your life, but yeah, what, how would you, how would you answer that question? How would you build something either partially or entirely? I think the main thing that I know I needed in school was more variety. I've always been the type of person that if something is coming easy to me, I'm not very interested. So one of the main reasons I didn't like school is because I had gotten kind of good at it. So it was just kind of boring to me. I was not paying attention in any of my classes. I can tell you in senior year, I did I probably longer than senior year. I did zero homework. I did not do homework because I knew how to get A's on the test. So it was like, I, I just naturally have a good short-term memory. I just load up my short-term memory the period before, get an A on the test, barely pass. Like that's that was literally the whole game plan. So I think more variety would have worked very well for me because there could have been an aspect that challenged me, that made it hard for me. My favorite part of high school was track because when I first joined the track team, I was terrible. I was so slow. It wasn't working. And then I worked really hard, became a triple jumper. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. Like the work hard part is cool. And when you don't have to work hard at school, me specifically, it's like, all right, I don't care. This is useless to me. So more variety in giving me options that might have been hard, maybe having a situation where it's like, okay, this isn't working. Maybe high school should have things similar to internships where you can go try something in the real business world. And it's like, okay, hmm, what, what do you want to do? Well, I want to be a teacher for say. It's like, okay, well, here's a program where you can go try out being a teacher, seeing what this is like. And that would also help kids fail faster. If I'm like, yo, I really want to be a teacher, a executive, whatever. It's like, okay, I'm going to go try this program. And I'm like, oh, well, this actually is not for me. Instead of going through four years to finally get to that point and going, oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's like, that's terrible. I would much rather have that happen in high school. And it's like, well, I would love to be a chef. Okay, cool. This high school has a program where you can go work in the kitchen and see what it's like to be a chef instead of sitting in a classroom and then telling you what it's like. You're like, oh, it sounds awesome. I would love to be a chef. And then you start cutting onions like, oh, I hate this. This is the worst <laughs> thing for me. I think that's like one thing that is just missing is giving students the opportunity to try different experiences. When I talk to my friends about high school, we all had very similar experiences. Everybody does. Everybody wake up in the morning, get there at eight, sit in these classes, eat lunch, go to gym, go home. It's the same experience. Everybody has the <laughs> same thing. Like I just, everyone listening had probably lived through exactly what I just said. Mm -hmm. Now, like if you give them options to have different experiences, now I know new things. I know what I am interested in. I know what I'm not interested in. And just teaching people that it's okay to not be interested in stuff. Me not being interested in school, I felt like a weirdo. Like I'm like, oh, this, I'm not enjoying this at all. Like the stress that you guys are feeling, I'm not feeling it because I don't care. People would be like, oh, we got a test coming up. Oh, my God. Or, yes, I just got an A on this. And I, I would have an A on my paper. I'm like, 
oh when when's lunch like can i go <laughs> hit the track now it, it just didn't matter at all so i think that just that variety is just so necessary so people can just try other stuff like just go try things that is the most important thing mm -hmm. in life is just going and trying things i i literally cannot stress enough how important even with our podcast we're we've never done a skit before all of our content is just you know sitting talking to the camera doing challenges and stuff like that i just bought some costumes and stuff like that and we're going to shoot a skit next week yeah, nice. and maybe we enjoy it maybe we don't <laughs> maybe the listeners enjoy it maybe they don't who knows let's go try it and see what it's like you know maybe Maybe it might not even be a podcast anymore. Maybe we all love the skits so much. That's what we're going to go do. I think just following, trying new stuff and following what interests you, there's a cool intersection of things that interest you and things that work. Mm -hmm. When you find that intersection, that's where you're supposed to be. And you don't got to stay there. When you find something new that you like, that you're enjoying, move to that. I just think that being stagnant in the one experience is just so outdated that we should just be moving into more variety. I think you just wrapped it up right there. I know. <laughs> right. What are you what well, are your thoughts, Ali, on 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 this? Because I love the fact that we were able to to see, you know, before and then currently. I never say after because that's after everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we, there's still a long, yeah, long is. way to go. And I love that my path has been documented the entire my favorite thing about podcasting, whenever people ask me my favorite thing. The one thing that I think is the coolest, I've been podcasting since 2019. Mm -hmm. We have put out one episode every single week for four years. Mm -hmm. So the journey is fully documented. Yeah. When I don't have any kids, but when I do have kids, they can literally go back and be like, hey, what was my dad like at 19? And they have hours, hundreds of hours of our podcast is long. We mm -hmm. record for three to four hours every week. Mm -hmm. So it's like all this content is there. If I ever want to be like, huh, how was I feeling January of 2020? How was I feeling October, 2023? I can click and listen in. And that's the coolest part. Like the whole journey is just there. It's there for consumption. Amazing foresight. I mean, I even having podcasted for the last year with Peter, right? I do think about uh, a lot of, there's little nuggets in there of of our own journeys and the evolution uh, of the podcast and everything. I mean, Peter's been doing this for like six, seven years now. Uh, so you even have a longer documentation. Uh, but for, for everything you kind of shared, Malcolm, um, about variety in school and and just going and doing stuff i think that's just the biggest message that uh anybody listening to this and it's not just for young people right like we you know this idea of stagnation and um and just feeling stuck you you, you don't have to live in that in that place and this idea of an intersection of what you like and what works is really 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 powerful and you can like something and it cannot work. You can find something else that you like that does work and just going out, trying new things. I know that has been like such a, a, a huge shift even in my own uh, career. Like I really do like teaching. Uh, was, was it working for me at the time? No. So I left and I'm trying new things. So 
And and if it is working and you do like it, it it's really beautiful. So right, yeah. there are just so much that uh, I think our listeners are going to take away from this episode. And uh, we'll probably have, we'll definitely have to have you on again to see like where you're at. <laughs> I'm 1000% down to come back. Like I'm so, I'm, I'm so excited to be here right now. Like I'm just so, I um, love podcasting. I love Mr. Holstrasser. Like it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. This is an awesome experience for me. I think, um, you know, on a, on a last note, now you, you hit it there and, and all your experiences, Malcolm are actually, uh, I just, I hope a lot of our listeners, whether you're an educator, whether you're somebody thinking about doing something to, I mean, you're giving a lot of really great advice, um, you know, in different ways of just doing something, um, you know, one of the things that that I really appreciate is the fact, like I said before at the beginning of the podcast, is I I get to actually in this day and age, like my father was a math teacher, he didn't get a chance outside of you know seeing people in person um, to see how they're growing and and what are the things that they're doing, and you know because of Instagram, because of TikTok, uh, because of you know Facebook uh, and all these different places, YouTube. I get to see that and every once in a while I'll just drop a note in there. Um, and, but, you know, I think for those who are creating, I think the hardest thing is, is because not maybe everybody's not interacting with you, but there are people watching and, and right. really gaining insight um, from what you are doing and gaining momentum in their own lives. So I, I really appreciate you uh, for doing that um, and taking these routes. Um, I still think like, what happens if you registered for Triton? That's just such a pivotal moment. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I think about that a lot. Like, what would have happened if I would have registered for Triton or even if I was still working at my nine to five job? Like, right, right. what would have happened if those things, what if my old co-host was still here? What if, yeah, it's, yeah. those what ifs are crazy, but I'm just so happy to be in the place that I'm at right now. Got it. We're going to put your connects in the um, in the uh, the show notes. But uh, where do people find you generally? And um, you know the the podcast and now now the skit possibly <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. You can find me everywhere at Malcolm Crawford underscore um, M A L C O L M Crawford underscore. You can find me everywhere: TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere there. Um, and then the podcast is the Storm Podcast, T H A Storm Podcast. We're everywhere under that. And yeah, come come check us out. We have a lot of fun over there. You guys will definitely enjoy it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again, Malcolm, for coming back. Um, again, if you are listening to this, take a look at the show notes. I will connect uh, our first conversation. Um, I'm going to go listen to that. <laughs> in-house. Um, and we were actually at Oak Park and River Forest High School yeah. um, in the new entrepreneurship room that they uh, just built over there. Um, amazing conversation. And thank you so much for sharing your journey, man. For sure. Thank you for having me on. I will be back whenever you guys want me to be. <laughs> 100%. For Allie Privet, I'm Peter Hostrasser. Thank you all for hanging out with us here on the Disrupt Education Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Disrupt Education Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you ready to disrupt the educational arena you're a part of? For more ways to get involved in the work we do here at Disrupt Education, check us out at disrupteducation.co. 
or find us on LinkedIn at Peter Hostrosser or Allie Prippett. Our mission here is to help facilitate and amplify changes in the educational system through local initiatives and help you scale them into community movements. Our building network of disruptors in education are working to move beyond scores and grades as the only measure for student learning. If your school district, college, campus, or organization is looking for facilitators of this work, reach out on our website or social media. And if you have any thoughts or feedback on this week's episode or any episode, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep pushing the boundaries, taking risks, and most importantly, disrupting education.